Mamas podcast. We're two modern mamas with the goal to inspire empowerment, self-love, deep physical and spiritual nourishment, holistic health, and joy, no matter your journey, gender, or perspective. I'm Laura of Radical Roots. I'm a certified CrossFit trainer, certified nutrition consultant, and mama to Edie Wilder. And I'm Jess of Hold Space Wellness. I'm a level one CrossFit trainer, a licensed and certified athletic trainer with a master's in kinesiology and mama to Baron Camille. Please note that while we're here to provide advice and insights, we aren't medical practitioners and always recommend that you check with a trusted provider before implementing any changes. Thanks for joining us. We're so happy you're here. Welcome to the Modern Mamas podcast. This is really crazy. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So welcome to the podcast. This is our first ever live and then living color. Well, it's not really technically live, but it's live for you guys. Live for you guys, but we're going to record in person. Important listeners. Yeah. (laughs) Our favorites. Yeah. (laughs) I did a wink because you can't see what I'm doing. (laughs) But welcome. We're so excited. This is our first ever actual real life get together. We've tried to do this for a while. Yep. We tried um, for one in Santa Cruz and I got really sick. So we had to cancel. Yeah. And then we, we did one in Austin, but it was like a subpar turnout. Yeah. Um, and now you guys are all here and this feels so real and it feels, I don't, I don't really have the words. I'll probably cry later. Yeah. For now. For sure. together. <laughs> so we're very grateful for you guys and we're excited before we get into the nitty gritty, we're going to kind of give a little shout out to our sponsors and do all that good yeah. stuff. We have our legit sponsors. No offense to the other one, <laughs> but who have been with us for a while. We've got Four yeah. Sigmatic, as always, who you guys have their little packets in your swag bags. We have Beekeepers Naturals, who gave mm-hmm. everyone here some CBD honey sticks. Mm-hmm. And then we also have um, Conrad. Conrad Socks. He did not get socks, but we do love them. Yes. I wore them for the travel for this trip. They're have you guys heard of the Conrad Socks? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I know a lot of people are pregnant or like you know thinking about it I for one had like serious varicose veins my second pregnancy I don't know if anyone's had that experience with like their second but (laughs) I don't want to share anyone yeah it's wicked and so if I was going to get pregnant again I would definitely invest in a pair of those socks so and I've been Uh, driving a lot uh driving the van a lot and I've been wearing them while I drive yeah and I do notice the difference so and then brand new, super fat, yeah, super fat, super fat's here. You guys have tried the fat. You guys so like good. it. So good. So weird. You guys have tried the fat. You tried <laughs> the fat. You're on the fat kick. I will say though, I wake up, do boosted coffee. I'll have the super fat at like 10 or 11. And then I'm not even hungry until like one o'clock. So I appreciate that for my busy mornings. And also just a warning. If you have kids, don't give them the coffee. Super fast. Oh my god. <laughs> that just left to come here, right? Yeah. Camille was up multiple times. Yeah, multiple times. Because my husband was like, yeah, because we have like a box of snacks in the cupboard. It's basically like free range. Okay. Like you can just go and grab one. And she happened to grab the coffee one. Like oh, legit caffeine in it. And nobody noticed until she'd already like eaten the whole pack. So, oh, so lesson learned. Yeah. And then we're yeah. sipping dry farm wine. And if you guys haven't listened, we have the episode. I don't know the number off the top of my hand. <laughs> it was back in the beginning. Yeah, with Todd. Yeah. Dry Farm Wine, some 101 Cider. Uh, we had Birch Benders this morning for breapfast. Primally Pure, Pure Chapstick. What else? What else was in What did you guys get? <laughs> <laughs> Serenity, Serenity, Serenity Kids. Serenity yeah, Kids. Yeah, so 
Boston's Beads. Earthly. Earthly. Yay! Rochelle's here. We'll have to have Rochelle on the podcast, which she's created very cool wipes. Do you want to say something about your wipes? Oh my goodness. No pressure. Spotlight on Rochelle. Well, they're just. Yeah, they're what I could make of the purest, most sustainable wipe that I could possibly dream up. So mm-hmm. I imagine exactly. a lot of us use water wipes. Yeah. yeah so, so what makes these better? Cause I know they are. So I think that what makes these different is that um, water wipes are a plastic based wipe. These are cotton based. So they're sustainable, they're renewable, they're compostable. And then they're also not yet wet. So that means that you choose exactly what's touching your skin, your baby's skin. You don't have mold mm-hmm. issues. You don't have, you know, preservatives, pH balancers, solvents, any of that stuff. So. And where can people find them? Right now you can find them on meatearthly.com. Okay. Done. And then we also what have, else do we have? Um, Boston Feeds. Boston Feeds. So oh if you guys listen to the podcast with, with Sidel and the story of her daughter, Boston, she sent everyone here a, a set of beads that are a keychain. Mm-hmm. And those, the proceeds for that, and I know the support for that goes to uh, the Baby Sets Foundation. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and Holistic Kate Markovitz. She's oh, going to yeah. be, we're doing an episode with her postpartum grace, like motherhood journal thing. Do you guys know Holistic Kate? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. And so you have a coupon code for coupon her, code for her, her, her program her, or yeah. her, her yes. journal. Her journal. Yeah. For Sigmatic. For Sigmatic. I think it's the first. Okay. Now we're just repeating. We forgot you. We love you. We still love you. Yeah. I think that's it. So thanks for, thanks to them for providing us with all the things. And, um, Let's dive in. Let's dive in. So the plan, we've kind of prompted our attendees. We have 17 people here. 17. 18-ish, minus us. And you guys But you guys have come from all over. And so who traveled the farthest to get here? Is it Connecticut? And we have three Connecticut. Connecticut. Is New Jersey not further than Connecticut? Newark versus JFK. Yeah, it's pretty close. It's a technicality. I feel like Jersey is probably a little bit far. What is? What are you called? Like Connecticut? What are you called? No idea. What is your label? Like you guys like Jerseyans or like Texans? Well, there's like the tri-state area. I don't know. Is that considered like Boston? I think like I feel like farther up in Connecticut than you're New Englander. Okay. Yeah. Break off. Yeah, but okay. like, for yeah, like more there's like a Yankees Red Sox division Ooh, well, there. Okay, so like Southern deal. Connecticut, you're like yeah, Tri-State. Like yeah, like, or Yankees. Yeah, yeah, Connecticut. Yes, Connecticut. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> so for this is Connecticut or Jersey, but I still kind of consider you Colorado anyway. So thanks for coming. In any case, no matter if you came from an hour away, five minutes away, or a day away, we love you. <laughs> Okay. All right. Cool. So this episode is going to be kind of just shooting the the shit and asking questions. I know (laughs) it's in me. Oh, I cuss, but somehow I just kind of hold it back a little bit. But so we're no pressure. But who wants to ask the first question? Mm -hmm. We're going Q and A right from the get go. Brittany, what were your top favorite or top three? Guests that you've had on. Ooh, that's a good question. Liz Wolf. 
That was so special. Um, I will say that one thing. Awesome. So that's what like a lot of us have decided. That's how we. How like, we were talking. Yeah. 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 Thank you, Liz. Like, have stayed. But first, and I have to stay. We just did a whole Enneagram thing here, and I'm like, part of me is like, oh my god, if I pick three, like everyone else is going to be so sad because. <laughs> I love all of my guests. I love all of the guests. Just FYI, but I would say some of the more the ones that developed into like real relationships were Liz, mm-hmm. and she like. She's a great friend now, and when we first had her on, I can't really remember how that came about, but I think I, I connected with Cassie, my mentor, and she was, I asked her, do you think Liz would come on? Because it's like, you know, it was still, at that point, we were still super starstruck over her. Yeah, she was like, was like I still am, hard. but like, it was kind of like, do you think she'd come on the podcast? And Cassie's like, yeah, just reach out to her. And so, and, and we did, and she came on, and that episode ended up being like, it was a we catalyst broke it up into yeah, it was a catalyst, and we broke it up into like three episodes, I think, and then we had her back on again for another episode. What was I think what stood out to me, and I think for me this was like what's made our podcast kind of stand apart is that she shared things that she'd never shared mm-hmm. before, mm-hmm. and I was like, we have created a space that feels so safe that someone who's been a little reserved about like her birth story and whatnot felt super comfortable mm-hmm. sharing, mm-hmm. Um, and it's she obviously has a platform where she could have shared any at any point. She has her own podcast, but she wanted to share on ours. And that's where I was like, okay, we've got something here. And then we just became really good friends. It was like, we were like on a text thread. And then she introduced us to actually Boxer and Marco Polo. She is the one who's like, oh my Polo? God. Marco, Marco Polo. Polo. Yeah. Which I don't do anymore. But have y'all, have y'all, do y'all know Marco Polo? We've gone through some dark times on Marco yeah. Polo. Between yeah. the two of us, like sharing some like heavy shit. Yeah. <laughs> but that's Liz. And now we're in Boxer. Yeah. That's yeah. Liz. She changed our lives in many ways. Many ways. I, then I helped her with baby making beyond. I tried, but I had too many things on my yeah. plate. <laughs> but yeah, that was a huge one. That's one of my ones, my top ones. Mm. Same, same. Yeah, that's, Liz. that's equal. Who else? Cool. I would say, cause it's fresh on my mind, the Sidel episode, mm-hmm. um, about that, like the loss of Boston, I think was, it was so hard and, but I grew a lot in that hour of talking to her. And then I think with the, the feedback we've gotten from people saying like, I didn't know how to show up for someone who's been through that. I think that that's been very powerful because I know I've had a couple people in my own life who've lost babies and not knowing what to do. And it's so hard, but then however hard I think it is, it's like not even fathomable. So that was a very important one. And I look forward to having Liz on and more Liz Winters and more conversations about that. Those are two very different episodes, obviously, but that one was, I'll never forget that, that experience. And it stuck with me for probably a solid week. Very, very heavy and hard, but super important. Uh, I know I'm thinking about the ones I loved all of them, but the ones that were personally impactful for me Mm -hmm. were Michelle, Kenny Carlson, who does peaceful and parenting Mm -hmm. or peaceful parenting. Like Mm -hmm. she, we did two episodes with her. And when you look at like numbers, those are really heavily like listened to episodes. I think because a lot of times it's like we have kids now, like what do we do? Like how do we parent them? <laughs> and so she has a lot of like really good nuggets. And then personally for me, I loved the the Beth McCord episode just because mm-hmm. it was so fun to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I also like Julie Bowers episode too. That was she's fun. just a fun human. Mm-hmm. And I also like, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I'll stop there. Top five. <laughs> so Eliza Parker, one of the episodes I recorded with her was tough in terms of like sound quality and that kind of sticks with me because we got a complaint about it. Sorry. We got feedback. We got feedback. <laughs> Instructive. It wasn't sandwich though. No. Between <laughs> but she definitely helped me in my parenthood journey in ways that I am forever eternally grateful for. And not only with Evie, but with myself and my husband 
holding space, feeling feelings as a seven, as we talked about today, that's been harder for me. So talking to her about being aware and what that actually means and holding space and allowing emotions and huge. And also we did some work with Evie, some birth processing that I didn't know we needed to do. So she, we did a remote one and it was kind of about Evie and her sleep and she was having some trouble. We were just having a lot of issues with like night weaning and whatnot. And so we did an in-person, I don't think I've shared this on the podcast. I don't know if I have, but she was asking some questions about like, how was birth for you? And I was like, honestly, my birth was everything I could have dreamed of. I don't feel like there's trauma around that. My, my, my vagina was a little bit like beat up, but that's normal. And she's like, what about pregnancy? And I was like, pregnancy was great. Like I felt a little sick, but for the most part I was great. And Rusty's like, what about the first trimester when you were terrified of miscarriage and you didn't trust your body? And I was like, Oh, and I just started, I lost it. Started sobbing. And then Evie started sobbing mm-hmm. and she like, crawled over, climbed my lap. And we just cried for us. Like the two of us together cried. And I just held her and I was like, I, I, you're safe. And I could tell that there was, I, I didn't trust my body to carry a pregnancy full term. And I, because I hadn't had a period for so long. And like, there was just so much hung up in that. And I think she sensed that as a brand new little soul in my body, that a body that didn't trust itself kind of. So we processed that, cried a lot. And then uh, that night she slept through the night like so soundly, so solidly. And I slept through the night and there's just so much processing that happened in that moment that I thank Eliza for to this day. She's an incredible human. So having She's Eliza Parker on, and I know we've had a lot of people reach out and thank us for that episode too. Yeah. She kind of shed some light on things that I think a lot of us were told, don't cry. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole like, don't cry. I'll give you something to cry about. Feelings are scary. So having the space to just like, I can cry. I can drop the hat if I want to. And and Evie feels the same and Rusty too. So that was powerful. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. How you said I also, I said, but I also <laughs> need to say our catch up episodes are like, I don't know if you asked guests or just episode, but like, mm-hmm. that's really special. And also like our early episodes. I don't know if you guys have listened from the very beginning, but like, it was really fun to just get to be together a lot. Mm-hmm. What's that? We should we do I know. With some catch-ups? I mean, we do, but... I mean, we do, but, like, often. yeah. yeah. The recording's been hard, so now I think that we're, yeah. we're in a... We have a home base, to yeah. say it. <laughs> I have more stability um, in my day-to-day, so we can probably do these more often. Yeah. In an ideal world, 2020 will elicit more in-person recordings. The goal. Of us and anyone else who wants to come. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring the wine. Yeah, we'll bring the wine. Don't <laughs> no Or don't bother. I think that's, yeah. I really love telling my birth story. I was going to say that too. Mm-hmm. It was a good, those were good episodes. Yeah, that was special. And I actually got like a, a random message on Instagram the other day and it was like, I just want to go tell you that I'm in my second pregnancy since like starting the, like the podcast has started. Uh-huh. And she said, I went back and listened to your birth story because I had a similar experience with my first. And it just like gave me a lot of like, closure and like hope for the next go around. And that's like really impactful for me. Really, really impactful because like, I also feel like, you know, going into it, I wish I had something like the podcast as a resource the first time around. And I just didn't know any better. And I didn't know that I just didn't know what to think, honestly. And so I just am grateful that like, we're able to share our story and that can help other people who like are entering into the unknown essentially. And it's still the unknown. Like even if you listen to other people's stories, because your story is so unique, but I don't know. There's comfort there. Cause yeah. I think it's something that we don't share that often. Yeah. 
this this world uh, nowadays we do more, but I, I think this is a new turn, mm-hmm. like a new stage that we're in as yeah. moms sharing this kind of stuff when it used to be a little bit more taboo. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Good question. I have a comment. Yeah, Comments I great. really do feel like Jackson knows both of your voices. I was listening in the car when I was pregnant, and I can put the podcast on the way home after picking him up, and he listens rather than is fussy in the car. That's the best ever. I know someone tagged this a, a long time ago. They were like listening to it, and the music. It's like ding 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 ding, ding and the little kids were dancing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like oh my gosh. It's crazy to think that we're in any part a part of like lives like that. Yeah. Anyway. I still, it's hard, I think, fully to grasp. Mm-hmm. That's very special. Yeah. Thanks. I want to meet him in real life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next retreat will be like family. I know. Stuff. We're trying. Would you guys want that? Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. That would okay. be fun. That would cool. be really fun. Where? No. Denver. 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 <laughs> I feel, I feel like cold in Colorado. Yes. Yeah. Denver. If you're listening to this episode, because you are and you hear me say that. <laughs> about where the next retreat should be come to our Instagram as we did last one we were Denver tell us on tell the us Instagram. Instagram I'm I'm pulling for Colorado so I know <laughs> I, I got some yeah. Denver's so easy okay. too yeah it, it is right it's, it's easy to get to yes perfect I'll help you plan it yeah. perfect yes. see you in Denver 2020 we're gonna ship everything to your house what, <laughs> what, what month is yeah thanks Chrissy we should do a solid shout out to Chrissy <laughs> Chrissy Love you. She loves to deliver everything to her house. And she brought it with her own truck and own arms. You're so strong. You're so strong. Physically strong. So get ready. But Denver it is. What month is safe? I vote not March. Okay. I would agree. I went March they had like the worst blizzard in the oh. entire year. I would summer? Say summer would be best. Summer? summer. Maybe not June. late, late early, summer. Early. Like summer, June. Summer. June. Done. Potential. I was just sharing June. It's perfect. All right. Okay. Deal. What else? Questions, <laughs> comments? No concerns. <laughs> Save those for later. Yeah. What's been your biggest takeaway or thing that you've learned about yourself with your van life and then transitioning to motherhood with the uh, baby? Those two things in tandem? Like van life like, and mommy? Yeah. The, the, you did them together. And, yeah. You know, the early part of her life and kind of still early in, as your first child and learning about yourself in that At the same time? Mm-hmm. Such a good question. What's the biggest thing I learned? Either about away? yourself or just takeaway. Like, mm-hmm. just like when you reflect on the trip and it being so early in her life. Yeah. And whether it's something she's experienced or you experienced with her kind of. I think twofold. First of all, once you become a mom, it's no longer just about, at least once I became a mom, it was no longer just about my dreams and passions. And I think we talked today about like being a seven and if I could every day live in a van and like travel over and be spontaneous. I think when we decided to do this, it suited her super well Mm -hmm. and she was into it and she still is in some capacity, but like learning to balance my own needs with hers and then watching my own needs actually shift and kind of in many ways go along with her needs. So learning that kids are very, very adaptable, but that it's also imperative that we're in tune with them and, and at the same time in tune with ourselves. So finding the balance between doing what's best for her and also for myself, I think would be like, that's a weird takeaway and that's very new to me. I wouldn't have said that if you asked me a month ago, because as I've said, we're in some pretty big transition right now. So learning to read myself, take care of myself, but also read her in a way that's you're forced, I think, in a van situation and traveling a lot to be super in tune with each other and really read each other's needs. Otherwise there's conflict. 
And that goes for my husband as well. You're in very close quarters. Every day is filled with planning. And I think one of the reasons we set out on the, on the van adventure was to find simplicity. And what we realized is there's spontaneity, there's fun, there's adventure and travel and lots of nature and moments of simplicity. But as an overarching like van life experience, it's not simple. Every day is very much filled with logistics, planning, which I love as we talked about, <laughs> but also at the same time, making sure that I held space for her and myself and my husband. So realizing that expectations don't always necessarily meet reality and it's been a dream, but also I think it's taught me in ways that I never would have otherwise learned to read her and hold space for her and find the balance of holding space for myself and her. It's very kind of vague and I'm not, I still feel like I need to process that more, but that was a good question. Hopefully that makes some sense. It makes sense. And I also, from the outside <laughs> perspective, like it's been really cool watching you come into that mm-hmm. because I think, like you said, it's like this romantic idea when you first started, mm-hmm. right? It's like, oh, we're going to live in a van. Mm-hmm. We're going to get rid of everything. It's going to be amazing. And, and our first kid is to do that before we got pregnant. So that, that's a whole different world, like doing right. it with a kid versus not. Right. But you guys have been so good at like checking in and mm-hmm. like you kind of coined the term audible, but like it's Which more everyone asking what that means. Yeah. <laughs> audible is when you like make a game like time. Like the last, yeah, yeah, last kind of decision. Mm-hmm. But like I get to kind of see that side of you and it's really cool to see like there's a lot that you just play day by day. Mm-hmm. Like really it's like, how are we feeling? We're going to stay here for a few more days. We're mm-hmm. going to like go on, we're going to retreat like a little bit because we, we all need like alone time and you're on the road. So it's hard. You're like staying at people's houses, which is amazing. You're getting to meet so many new people, but it's also like you guys have really tuned into like your needs. And I think having family. Yeah. I think that's the the biggest lesson I've taken is like, I don't know if I would have learned it as quickly or as hard Mm. and not hard isn't difficult, but it's like fast and hard how much it's important to prioritize family Mm. first and kids first and her needs first. And so that sometimes has meant canceling on people, mm-hmm. changing plans, but always at, with like our family's needs at the, at the root of it. Mm-hmm. So like it's a lesson that I'm happy to have learned in motherhood. And I don't know if I would have learned it as fast without the van. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. It's a really good question. <laughs> Any more? I have a question for like your relationship. Uh-huh. Have you ever like really butted heads or gotten really frustrated? And how did you like... What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) The question was, have we butted heads or disagreed on things? And how'd you resolve that? I'm trying to think. I don't think butted heads would ever be a, like a phrase to describe our relationship. No. I think. Disagreed? Disagreed? Even still. It's, we have a very unique Mm -hmm. understanding Mm-hmm. So like even today or like last week, we're talking about things like direction for the podcast mm-hmm. or like, I think we're very in tune with each other mm-hmm. and it's really cool. Cause I think also the Enneagram has helped me mm-hmm. personally also know like my needs and to understand. <laughs> <laughs> and no, no, I can honestly say no. Yeah. I was waiting for you to say it. Cause I didn't want to. I don't know. <laughs> never been even because I'm a nine again this is an Enneagram heavy podcast because we're coming off this the tail end of like my talk but I normally would avoid conflict as it was but I've never even felt like there was like even a perceived conflict on my end yeah I think we've always been very upfront with each other Mm -hmm. and this is how I am with my husband too who's also a nine which I think is very funny we say things before it they build. Mm-hmm. So if we're feeling something or thinking something, 
I think we've created a space not only for our listeners, Mm -hmm. but for each other where we can always say exactly how we feel. Oh, I have an example. Okay. One thing (laughs) there's so for a long time, I did all of the editing, yes. right? And so, like, no, like I, she's got it. This is probably yeah. And I loved it. And I was like, when we first started, I was doing Rusty, and I was also like editing and doing like the sh- most of the show notes and things like that. I can't really remember. It's all very hazy because it's been a long time. So but long. at one point, I was like, I am so too much. tired. I can't keep doing this. But it, I never felt like it was a conflict. It was more like, hey, can you help me? Like, this is not working And I just anymore. didn't know. Um, I was like, oh, it's so more work than yeah. I realized. And so, and I was kind of told her, like, it's taking me X amount of hours to do, like, the notes and the editing and stuff. And, like, I just can't do it anymore. So we worked out, like, whoever would record the episode would do the, like, the behind the scenes stuff. And then finally, and this is another thing. It's like when we could outsource like help with that, we did. And so it's just always been, but it putting money was, back into the podcast before we've been taking it home. Yeah. Cause for us, it's like, we see long-term, like let's grow it and invest and make sure that our plates are not too full to the point where we can't proceed with the same like open heart and open yeah. mind. And so that wasn't the question, but, but that's not even <laughs> like that example. Isn't even to me a conflict. Or about no. that. It's and more like, like dealt with it like, hey, this is hard. Can we figure out a different help. way? Yeah. And it was like, was yeah, like, of course. Of course. I didn't even know. And then yeah. I feel like we're very intuitive. So like there's been times where like they're on the road and it's like, I can't do a lot right now. And it's like, it's cool. I got it. Mm-hmm. And then vice versa where I'm like, yeah. I'm super overwhelmed with other stuff. Can you, can <laughs> like you pick up a little bit more? And it's just like easy, very easy. Mm-hmm. I will say very it's been easy. easy. And I, and I think I said this yesterday for those of you who were there for that conversation, like if we hit it rich and I was like, we were fine. Million dollars a month didn't have to work. I would not stop this yeah. ever. Not in a heartbeat. So it's yeah. very special. It doesn't feel like work. It feels like. It's fun. Yeah. And we even like, we really like each other too. So like, I don't know, that's important. So the first time we ever met in person was, well, not Florida. It was Lee. Lee, Minnesota. In Minnesota. And Evie was eight months and I'm like the only one that brought my kid alone and didn't really get to learn anything. It was a beauty counter event. But it was amazing because the support that I had and like getting to meet her for the first time. And it was, I don't know, she's like my person. So every time we meet at an event and there's like shit going on, or I'm overwhelmed. I can just like, we talk about this, like yeah. lock eyes and I'm like, oh, I can breathe. Yeah. So we have something very special. Yeah. And we room together a lot and it's like, mm-hmm. we don't have to We talk. stay up way too late. We stay up way, but we, we do talk, yeah. but like, <laughs> we don't have to. We don't have to. Like there's an easy like silence where you don't have to feel like you uh-huh. fill up. We actually were talking about this exact thing in the, in the room back there when we were like putting on makeup. We were just silent and she's like, I feel like you're like, I just, I don't have to talk. Yeah. I know. It's so nice. I know. We like talking. <laughs> yeah. Really. That's, that's why this works, but we don't have to. Yeah. So, so we've got something cool. That was more than you asked, but I don't know. That's a little insight. That's how we answer right. questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go the extra mile. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Can you tell us about all your tattoos? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> she asked, kind of asked earlier and I was like, you were like, should I say this one? I was like, yeah. Okay. Funny story. Rusty proposed. I said, yes, we had the wedding planning in, in, uh, in process. And I got, so these flowers in the back with the shell servicing quote, I got during engagement and it's very special. I thought about it for a long time. The quote's super special. I, I knew even at the time that Evie was coming at some point, And so it's for her and my parents were, sorry, mom, if you listen, I don't think you do, but <laughs> my parents were uh, planning their, they paid for our wedding and everything. But that was like the big party of the year and whatever. So 
my mom told me that she was embarrassed for me to walk down the aisle with a tattoo. And I was like, really? <laughs> I was like, then call it off. Cause we, the whole time kind of wanted like a backyard barbecue, low key thing. And they wanted a party, which is fine. It was the best day ever. But so, the, so that's the story of the first one. That's kind of funny. And then I got it, I got color added and kept going. And I was like, well, I want more. So I just kept going and going. And I found Lisa Orth, who did this one. My, it's a beehive and a bunch of fruits and vegetables. And this is like my focus on. So I will say that none of these have like a super deep meaning, except for this one probably. But this one was when I was, I still am, but like very focused on sustainability and eating locally. Um, we were moving up to Washington. So I picked like there's blackberries and beet, onion, peaches. So those are my fruits and veggies and bees. And I'm very into bees. So I have a number of bees because I think that's kind of, that's like a good, indicator or this is my spirit animal I think they're very busy but they're also I don't know they're cool <laughs> they like me <laughs> and then this one <laughs> this one is my Pacific Northwest one when we lived in Washington for a year which if you've listened for a while you know that's where my period came back and I got out of chronic pain so it's my nod to the Pacific Northwest I've got my tree my mountain and my sun and the water and then this one is my fox so when I was pregnant with Evie, I, this is the same artist as this one. And I just love her. And honestly, I go get tattooed by her because it's like a phenomenal experience. And I just get to, this is my first like postpartum full day away from her. Got an airplane, flew to LA mm-hmm. and I just laid there and she's super fun to talk to. So when I was pregnant, foxes kept showing themselves to me and I thought it's my kid's spirit animal. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I kept saying that. And then like a week before I went into labor, I was on a walk with my dogs and like a suburb of Santa Cruz was like a beach town. And this, and foxes showed, foxes had shown themselves to me the whole time. And then I was walking and this fox like hopped a fence and walked probably like 50 feet in front of me and stopped and sat on the sidewalk and looked at me and then got up, crossed the street, climbed the fence, stopped, looked back at me and then went in the back of this backyard. And I was like, foxes aren't a thing in Santa Cruz. And I just started like sobbing because that was for me, that was the moment I knew she was coming soon. And that was Evie telling me that she was coming. And I don't think that a fox is her animal, actually. I think it was the animal that just, like, was special to me in that season of my life. So when I was, like, I think a year, 10 to 13 months postpartum, I flew down and just gave myself a day. And got tattooed and ate a lovely meal and took myself on, like, a full-day date and got my tattoo. So that's my box. And this one, (laughs) actually, this one bled a little bit. So sometimes if you have like a lot of swelling that there that is black and like thick ink, it'll bleed a little bit. So I had some blue like bleeding. And so I went and got from my first artist, got this one. And I'm super happy now that it bled because I love my, these are called a blue dick <laughs> <laughs> and it's a California flower. So like each tattoo has been from wherever I was at the time. So yeah, I'll probably keep going. I think I'll fill this arm. I don't know. I'm not super attached. Maybe seven thing. I'm like, I'll just, I'll get a tattoo. It's fine. Yeah. It's fun. There's no like big picture no. with it. No, yeah. no, in the moment. What's your quote on your back? Um, anything can happen, child. Anything can be. And it's a section of a poem by Shel Silverson. Yeah. Very special. Why don't you think Evie's a fox? Like that's her animal. I think if that's more, I don't want to project that on her. I'll let her find out. Fair. Yeah. So maybe she is. Maybe she is. <laughs> I have a tattoo. No one wants to ask me. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> show us, show us, show us. No, my God. My tattoo experience was I was 18 and I was like, yeah, I'm going to get a tattoo. So I got 
pardon my language, I hope no one gets offended, but the traditional tramp stamp. <laughs> and it's a Chinese symbol. <laughs> and, uh, apparently it means spirit, but who really knows? Um, what we're doing is like, <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid to actually Google it, but like, it's there. By the end of the night tonight, you're showing us. Oh, oh yes. yeah, for sure. Uh, Tequila first. Yeah. Yeah. Let me drink a little bit more. But yeah, I. People, I feel like people don't think that I would like ever do that, but like I have plans to do more, more. So we'll see. What are your well, plans? holding you back? Why don't we get Nothing together? money? I think mostly yeah. it's like I want to yeah. save up. I have like really high like standards. Yeah. I think for it, so I put a picture of a like a forearm tattoo that I really liked on Instagram like maybe a couple months ago. People were like, "Oh my god, it's beautiful!" But it was re- it's a really like specific style and it's floral. Like I want to get Claire's. Yeah, well, I actually asked her because we were going to be in Denver, and I was like, maybe I'll just get it when I'm in Denver. But that that person is like booked up for as is like Lisa. two years or something crazy. So we'll see. I think eventually there will be some more. The schedule opens crazy. in November. Wait, what? Her schedule opens in like she opens it up for the next year in November. So How you do you just, know that? Because I followed her and Claire posted about it. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Getting a tattoo. Well, no, you get it. Oh, you <laughs> make a plan for the next year. Oh, okay. So you have some more tattoos. So I go vote real quick. Should Jess and I get matching mic tattoos? <laughs> Where do I get it? I do it. <laughs> yeah. To be I'm determined. the next Modern Mamas podcast. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Oh. You gonna shake on it? Yeah. Hey friends, Laura and I are so excited to share that we've partnered with Beekeepers Naturals to bring you the latest buzz around some incredible plant-based and healing hive products that we've both absolutely fallen in love with. This company is not only creating hive-based products to solve modern health challenges naturally, but they're doing so with a huge goal to save the bees, which I absolutely adore. You guys know that I'm obsessed with coffee. You also know that I'm always on the lookout for ways to try and cut back. I swear the caffeine-free bee elixir brain fuel works better than any cup of coffee I've ever had at making me feel focused, energized, and actually a lot more even. I also recently took their propolis spray with me during airplane travels and used it as an immune support over the course of my trip. I came back with zero sniffles. The tickle in my throat was totally gone. It is amazing, and I swear by it for immune support. I really also... I'm just kind of low-key obsessed with the Bee Chill Hemp Honey Sticks. They have been incredible for my anxiety. After doing all the things during the day, a honey stick paired with a good meditation makes me feel the chillest. We love this company and their products so much that we've partnered with them to bring you a special discount just for Modern Mamas listeners. Get 15% off your order by visiting beekeepersnaturals.com forward slash Modern Mamas and use the code Modern Mamas at checkout. It's that simple. We are so excited to announce a brand new podcast sponsor. We are loving our Comrade Compression Socks. We've been using them for a couple months now, and so far they have been amazing. They are wonderful for whatever ails you, whether it's soreness after a workout, where you're looking to improve recovery time, or maybe you're just looking to increase blood flow after a day at the desk. Maybe you're traveling, perhaps in a van, and want to make sure you're loving on your feet on the go. These are awesome for everyone at every stage, especially for mamas who are suffering from swollen ankles, or maybe those pesky varicose veins. The socks are incredible. They're definitely not your average compression socks. They're really sexy and very cute, and you can wear these out in public, and you'll be the talk of the town 
in the best way. We highly, highly recommend them. You can get your socks and support the podcast by shopping for your comrade socks and using the code MODERNMAMAS for 20% off your purchase. Enjoy! How did y'all start the podcast? Uh, and do you think that your like presence with blogging played into like getting your name out there? Like, how did you get like listeners? When like, just I kind of feel like it was the opposite. It was definitely the opposite. Podcast brought an audience. Yeah, in my opinion. When I when we started the podcast, I think I had like a thousand, two thousand mm-hmm. followers. It was like three or four. Yeah, whatever yours is doubled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, so the story behind starting the podcast, we were telling somebody else this earlier, but I entered a giveaway on Laura's page at Radical Roots. Mm-hmm. It was like a Vital Proteins giveaway. You know, where you just like comment below to win. Tag somebody. <laughs> Tag somebody. And so I did and I won. And I, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> she won. I did. I won, but I never got my stuff. And so I was like, you know, it went like a month or two by and I was like, Hey, I never got anything. And so we started like communicating via email and it was kind of just like getting to, I don't even really remember. I bet we could pull up those emails at some point. And I kind think of it see. was all through DM. No. Cause then I started asking you about nutrition stuff mm. and you know, birth fit, I think. Oh, mm. huh. <laughs> yeah. We could probably pull it up. I remember the name Modern Mamas came through DM. I can remember responding to that. We would, but we had already like... We were texting at that point. Yeah, we were texting. It was a match made in heaven. It was, because I was like, we were getting to know each other, and then I was like, this girl's really cool, obviously. You guys know her. <laughs> but I was like, hey, I've been thinking about starting a podcast, would you want to do it? And I'm pretty sure I responded, me too, but I don't want to do it alone. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do the thing. So it was just like, duh, of yeah. course we're going to do that. And uh-huh. so we said yes. And then you're like, what do you want? What do you think for a name? And I said, Modern Mamas. And then... It was literally like that was, easy. That's how this whole thing has been. Mm-hmm. So yeah. easy. So yeah. that's not like, why doesn't everyone start a podcast? <laughs> I know. It's like, it's very easy. easy. And we like taught it. ourselves. It's super easy. <laughs> I mean, it's not easy, but it was. For us, you know it was. I mean? I don't yeah. think it's easy, but not easy. Natural. Uh, simple. Natural. 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 Yeah. Yeah. There's an ease to it with mm-hmm. us. I don't know if that's like just a you and I thing, but it really flowed. And we taught ourselves everything about podcasting. You learned most of it and taught me. Well, the back end. <laughs> yes, but yeah. like, I mean, it was just one of those things. So that's why whenever anyone is like, I want to do X, Y, Z, but I'm like afraid. I'm always just like, just try. do it. Just try. Worst case scenario, it doesn't work out. But then like, what have you lost besides a little bit of time or. Right. Yeah. And like reaching out too. It's like at the time, like I think, yeah, you had more followers than me. And I was like, I don't really know if she's into this, but like, I'm going to do it anyways and ask her. Mm-hmm. And I did. And now we're here. Mm-hmm. So it's like, now you have more followers than me. I think. Instagram. Anyways, but to answer the second point, I'm pretty sure a lot of our followers, like we've both grown a lot yeah. from, Oh, sorry. FaceTime. <laughs> Should I FaceTime? <laughs> good. No, we're good. Bring Tim on the podcast. Yeah. He um, would hate that every second of it. But yeah, and I think also Liz was like we talked about Liz, like being super instrumental and like sharing with no agenda, like our episode and about the podcast. Mm-hmm. And like, I think she helped us believe what we had was something special because mm-hmm. the way she shared it and talked about us in the space and all that was like, mm-hmm. Oh, and I think, you know, she had balanced fights, the podcast, but it wasn't really a place for like 
motherhood mm-hmm. for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, really I feel like she felt like she couldn't really share a lot of it yeah. there. It wasn't, a, like you said, not the space. So yeah, it wasn't the space for it. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's been great. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Any other? What advice would you have for someone who wants to start a podcast? Hmm. Pick the right co-host. Yeah. This is hard though. Cause how do you, you don't you even know. know. Time. But I would That's say, yeah. Don't do it alone. I would have a I, really hard time going out alone. Yeah. I don't think we would have lasted. Yeah. Either. I would say make sure you're passionate about it. Cause it's, mm. it's not something that's, it's not lucrative. It's not lucrative. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of like give and we obviously get a lot from it with the community, but it's, there's, you know, it's really just showing up every day without a lot like in return physically, I guess. At least not um, like immediate or direct. Yeah. It's a lot of yes. like side. So we both grown our beauty counter teams a lot because mm-hmm. of the podcast. I think mm-hmm. we both grown our followers and our mm-hmm. like our, our unique businesses. And then obviously for me, like and YouTube, the motherhood transition and experience has been like, I don't know. I don't have words for how much better it's been, I think, because yeah. of the podcast. So mm-hmm. there's a lot to be gained. It's just not very clear in like our bank account. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of good like products. <laughs> and that's fun. But I, it's I, mean, I would say the biggest thing is like, know that it's like a labor of love really. Mm-hmm. And if you have something that you're passionate about, like just do it. Mm-hmm. And you kind of have to, you do have to kind of love to talk <laughs> about at least the topic <laughs> that you are like thinking about doing the podcast yeah. on. So and I would say if you can have guests, that has been huge for us. Mm-hmm. Cause in the beginning, I think we set out and we were like, we did like our nutrition one-on-one and like how to set up your tribe and how to ask all of that. Mm-hmm. And we were like kind of the experts. And I think we both realized we'd rather be the guides or mm-hmm. the experts because mm-hmm. that's how you create a more of a like non-judgmental space is when mm-hmm. you bring in different perspectives and then people can pick and choose what resonates with them versus us being like, this is the way to do it. Cause we would never say that. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. It's been great. I mean, it's, I think it's also unique to like everyone's situation, but like, yeah, finding a podcast host that you jive with is really important. Um, finding a guest or someone to like Liz was huge for us. Yeah. I'm totally. Podcasts are, are hard to grow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know like how else to say it, but like we've been doing it for over two years now and we're, we're growing, but it's very like, it's just a slow, slow, steady. slow and steady thing. So you really have to have a lot of patience and a lot of vision, mm-hmm. like knowing and a lot of like resting and like this will pay off. Mm-hmm. It's just who knows when it's going to pay off. So yeah. I don't know. Does that answer your question? I love it. Okay. okay. <laughs> how do you think you're growing? Like how are people like hearing about Word of mouth it? is I what I keep hearing. hearing. Yeah. yeah. A lot of word of mouth. Yeah. I ran into someone, I think I told some of you guys this, in, in a big star, and, she, and I, we were, like, talking and hanging out, and she had her kids, and they gave her my card, because it was just the easiest way to be, like, let's stay in touch, and she's like, are you on this podcast? She's like, I just started listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. <laughs> but she said, like, her, her friend's sister or something told her about it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you That's think awesome. you've learned anything about yourselves through the, doing the podcast? <laughs> oh my god, more than I could ever say. <laughs> what have I I have grown so much. Seriously. I wish you guys would have known me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it probably maybe even comes through a little bit in like the first episodes, but yeah. like I am almost a completely different person than I was three or four years ago. And probably a lot of it is like the inner work that comes from like just age and wisdom and like experience. But like the podcast itself mm-hmm. has been so 
It's literally been the catalyst for every other thing that I'm currently doing in my life. Yeah. Provided a ton of stability and focus and clarity. Purpose. Purpose. Yeah. Like I would say purpose mm-hmm. is huge. And like, obviously like left Rosti and doing like my full-time job and doing, you know, beauty counter and the blog and the Enneagram, like all that stuff. I know I not, I would not have done that. But in terms of like, just personally, like every single guest that comes on, I I'm learning it as you're learning it. Like I have questions and things that you guys want to hear, but like all of the information, I'm not an expert. Like I don't know how to parent a six and a three-year-old. And so like everything that I'm learning as you guys are learning is impacting me just the same as it is for you guys. And so God, I don't know where I would be either. It's crazy to think about. Yeah. Grown so much. And I've also become a mom through the process. So like starting this when I was pregnant and then having Evie and then like parenting with the podcast and the listenership and the vulnerability and feeling so safe to share everything has been huge. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, with, all of the information you guys have gotten and all the people you've talked to about motherhood, what do you feel is a paradigm shift that you've experienced with everyone that you've talked to and how you've integrated all that information into your own lives? And then what would you also impart on mothers now, like to shift? That's so good. Like sifting through all the information. Like, yeah. Like what's one thing you could kind of shift to say like old knowledge you had versus Mm -hmm. new knowledge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like how do you integrate this new ideas? What big shifts have you made Mm -hmm. and just how you perceive Mm -hmm. or experience motherhood? Mm -hmm. Like taking that information and then implementing it into our own lives. Yeah. Like if you didn't have it, like, I feel like we all kind of have a programming mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. our mothers. Mm-hmm. And so what is the programming now or what's the change or the evolution? Well, the word that keeps coming to my mind is just gut, like mm-hmm. following your gut. Mm-hmm. So take, I've taken all so much information, right? And so many people saying like, this is the way to do it. And we do have guests on who are like pretty, like, this is the way that you do it. And I think one of the things that we've done as the host is disseminate the information or like be the, like the interviewer who's like, this is great information, but like, does it serve you? Mm-hmm. So taking in, just like I talked about a lot of food, also with information, you take what works and how does this serve your life? And there's, it's not just a straight, it's not black and white. It's like you get the, you feed them this way or you sleep this way or you tr- sleep train them or whatever it is. Like there's not one size fits all. So my biggest thing and my biggest takeaway from hearing all these experts is that you take what works for you and your kid. And it's not as easy as like, does it work for your kid? Or for you, it's, it's gotta be a balance of all of that. So taking it all in and with an open mind and an open heart and then implementing it in a way that works for your unique situation. And that could also change, uh, like from month to month, day to day, week to week. What, what is working and what is not? Don't worry about what anyone else thinks or says. What is working for you? And that's the biggest one for me. No, and I, the same thing. And like you said, gut, and I'm thinking intuition mm-hmm. because it's something that like I feel like, I felt like I never had, like, I felt like I didn't have this month, like my baby came and I was like, I instinctively like knew like what was best and like how to do this. I was the one who was like Googling at like 3am all the time. And so I would say it's really not funny, but it's like very distinct for me. Like pre podcast, it was like, who else can tell me like what to do in this situation. And then now 
it is very much like we have a lot of guests, a lot of information. I've learned to rely on like my instinct, my intuition, my instinct with my kid, because nobody is parenting my child. Mm -hmm. No one knows his birth story or her birth story. No one knows like our family dynamic. No one knows our budget and our finances and our belief system and all the many things that go into like any decision that I make in terms of parenting. And now, I mean, I can't remember the last time I Googled something about like parenting. It's more just like really learning to trust that like I have the knowledge inside me somewhere and now like I can trust myself when I make a decision trust is huge yeah yeah that I don't know if that answers your question but that's been the biggest shift it's weird for me because I don't know I don't have no way of knowing what it would have been like without the podcast I don't know if a lot of that's innate in me to be like ah, screw it I'm gonna do what feels right or if it's because I was influenced by the experience of podcasting and I don't really care <laughs> it's all good I'm happy with how things turned out very happy and I think I'm a little rebellious by nature. So if you like tell me I'm supposed to do something one way, then I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, uh, not rebellious, questioner. Questioner. I question everything, but not in a way where I'm Googling. I'm not asking Google. I'm asking like myself, what is it? Yeah. What does it feel right or not? It's a really good question. Yeah. It's a great question. Yeah. Any other? What else? I know y'all have other questions. Mm-hmm. Let me think about it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I, let me work through it. Like, how would you impart some encouragement or to mothers with money? Mm -hmm. Because our, because the motherhood journey doesn't always include that in like automatically, Mm -hmm. like making it and being a part of it. So I don't know how you guys, so I'm going to clarify moms who have money or moms and working, working working and making money and, and building an income in the home. Mm -hmm. Like working from home or just in general, bringing it, bringing in a part, so like contributing family. to that. Contributing. So advice for, or thoughts on, or. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Money. What do I think? I will be honest. I don't think Rusty would mind. Most of our relationship, especially the prim- primarily during parenthood, I've made more money. Mm-hmm. I've been the main breadwinner. And so for us, it's not, it's never been a thing. Until like it's so it's one of those things where it's been actually a, a huge blessing because I've been working from home so I've been home but he's also been so like my boobs are there <laughs> when that mattered most and I was able to be present when I could and like trying to juggle compartmentalizing and whatnot but then he was so present and he was so there for her and we're also in a place now where we're transitioning and so our reality is that when we have another one most likely if we're fortunate enough to do that he will be gone more and probably like the main breadwinner and I will be home more. That's our plan, right? We always have a plan, but who knows if that actually comes to fruition. And so I think that it, it matters less. And for some couples, it does. It matters more. Like there's, I, I'm a big believer in the fact there are gender roles and norms and then there's exceptions. And I I think we're in a weird place sometimes in society where it's like, no, there's no roles, but I, I do think there are roles. And I think that he really wants to be bringing in more money. I've enjoyed that season, but we're kind of transitioning. So for us, it's just been a constant. I think when it comes to money and couples and partnership, and it's never going to be ever like really, really, truly equal. There's always going to be, when you have a kid, there's more work to be done than two people can take on in a normal way. So thinking about, okay, now there's not only taking care of ourselves, our careers. Now we have a kid to take care of. Someone's always got to be present. So I think the biggest thing I can say in all of this finances, juggling money, making money, being present, it's all really hard (laughs) and it's all a lot of work. And so I think the best advice that I can give, or I guess my biggest takeaway is that the actual like 
money amount, financial amount coming in is not what matters most. And just keeping open lines of communication and who's happy in what they're doing and which role. But there's so much more to be gained from time put in than just like the, a dollar amount. And just making sure that there's open lines of communication where for a while things were working really, really well with me making a little bit more. Um, and then there's comes to a time when like he's ready for those roles to switch or he's ready to be doing more in that capacity. So I think the two things are the dollar amount doesn't matter and communication is everything. I don't know if that even anyway answers your question. I don't <laughs> I'm know. still confused about the I question, but I have lots of thoughts. I would say so, so hard. I'm really open about like I'm a budget queen, and I'm so not. that that is like <laughs> we always like. I feel like money is such a thing that is taboo, mm-hmm. and a lot of people view it as negative or positive, and you come with that like based on your familial experience, and like there's a lot that plays into our like quote unquote money mindset. But like for me, when I got married to Tim. I was like, I don't want to know how much is in my bank account. I'm just going to swipe the card. I don't do budgets. I don't want anyone telling me like how to spend my money. And he was like, you know, we talked about Dean Ramsey here at the retreat. He's like, I want to read this book and I want to do it together. And I think that was the beginning. Like we weren't even married yet, really. And that was the beginning where I was like, okay, like I've got to compromise here. I've got to talk to someone about this thing that I've like never really paid attention to. And so it kind of set the tone for our marriage. And since then, it's always just been a conversation. Tim and I really believe strongly that like, we don't want our money to control us and we don't want it to be the thing that we fight over, Mm -hmm. whether that's who's making what or how we're spending it or the debt that we have, because like we're working on, we have like school debt and stuff because like you guys know that like money is one of the number one things that people fight over. And we just decided early on that like that wasn't going to be the thing that we were fighting over. And so we control our money versus our money controlling us. And I've never, there's been various times in our lives where like I'm making more, he's making more. And it's never because of the way we deal with it. It just all comes in. It all goes to a certain place. And that's, we think about it one time a month and then we don't really think about it for the rest of the month. It's never been an issue. And I don't know if that's unique to us or if that's yeah. Like, we whatever money comes in is ours. Yeah, ours. Yeah. yeah. So because I think there's a lot of different roles, like I was saying before. So it's not just about like I don't see the money as being mine because mm-hmm. it's mostly coming in through my whatever. Because the hours he's spending when I'm working, when he's with her, and I'm working, like that to me is invaluable. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no more important role. So yeah. Do you think that your husbands take a different, like, leadership role in the family? Like, I'll share with my husband, he wants to be the spiritual leader. So it's kind of like, he's like, that's where he takes more of the traditional, you know, male figure in the family. But, you know, same situation where eventually, or right now, I do bring in more, but he's, I'm the spiritual leader of the family. And that's what I want to be. And so giving him that space. So... Is it maybe something like that when you're talking about the roles or the money's kind of set to the side, but there's a different role in, you know, mother, yeah. father, and, you know, where one leads, where it could be. I think that's partnership. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. like true mm-hmm. partnership. I don't think anyone really wants, I mean, maybe people do. I'm not, I'm, I'll speak for myself. I've never wanted to be in a relationship where like it was rigid and like 
this is what we do. And so that just kind of plays out in all of our roles. It's like, you know, some days Tim is like (laughs) the traditional mom, like at home. Cause I'm like, I can't, like, I just, I need to go do something else. And like, it's constantly fluctuating, like spiritually, like the actual, like gender roles are flip-flopping constantly. And I don't know if that makes it easier or harder on him. Um, I don't know if like males have a, a more difficult time with that. We've talked about it yeah. a little bit before, you know, like being provide the provider. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that's a struggle and it has, I don't want to like speak for Tim, but like that's been a struggle mm-hmm. sometimes, but like also at the same time, I feel like society today, it's just so much more. So okay. Much fluid, yeah. yeah. It's so much more fluid. So yeah, I see that across Again, the lines. It's just communication. Yeah. Rusty. I, I will say like, I don't know. Anything about our insurance plan or <laughs> car, and if it's working, it's like lights on. So that's like all him. And if we were to, we're looking towards like moving towards like budget stuff, and I'm like, just give me an envelope. <laughs> I don't care, and it's not that I don't care. I don't have space, yeah. so we we're constantly talking about like who has space for what, mm-hmm. and who can fill that space with something. What needs to be done? There's always something. So it's yeah. like if you have an opening, how can we fill it? Kind of thing. So for us, it's communication. I don't think neither of us ever really has stagnant or like s- s- consistent roles. I think mm-hmm. it's constantly changing. And he was teaching the CrossFit seminars and now those he's not getting anymore. So now we're like in this, what's next? So yeah. Mm-hmm. Providing comes in so many shapes and forms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. And I'm happy to be in a society or like a time in life where our parents didn't really feel that way. Not mm-hmm. often. That was like, you were really an exception. If it was like mom was at working and dad was home. And now it's like, you know, he never gets, he spends weight at least early on when I was working for CrossFit and building beauty counter and doing the podcast. It was like, he was with her so much more than me, at least during the work week. And it's cool. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's fun to think back on. And I've actually had thoughts where I'm like, man, kid number two might be really different. Mm-hmm. And, and it's important to not compare them. As long as that kid is like just as loved and someone is just as present and physical presence is not the same as. Mm, no, so. definitely not. What else? Nobody, nothing. Yes. Give it to you us. Can share what is <laughs> the next big plans for the podcast. What are your hopes and dreams for the podcast? Book boxes. Yeah. Oh, and more boxes. retreats. Yeah. Oh, what were you? I was like, what kind of box? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, I mean, hard hard. we have, yeah. <laughs> then it clicked. It clicked. Okay. So first step is that we want to do a uh, modern mama's manifesto. I don't know if that's going to be the name, but that's yeah. what I keep calling it. Like a, a book. Some sort of hard copy mm-hmm. something. The focus is less. I feel like there's so many resources out there on pregnancy, labor and delivery, but not a lot on what's next. Yeah. So really focusing on like what's after that and worksheets to do with your partner before you have a baby to talk about how you want to parent and how you want to communicate and how you're going to handle this or that. And then like serving yourself with food and Mm -hmm. creating space, but also asking for help and all the things that come with postpartum that no one fucking talks about. Yeah. (laughs) Like what to expect when you're expecting, but like way better part two. (laughs) Okay. The baby's 2020. Yeah. working mama yeah we have a website i mean like the nitty-gritty we're getting our website Website, probably newsletter actually we each have our own businesses we want to create a modern mama's Mm -hmm. llc like this is the thing that we are so passionate about we want to grow this and we want to not necessarily just financially but like the community the reach the events Mm -hmm. this to me 
has been, this is our first one. So it's yeah. like, what is this going to turn into? And the, the face-to-face in-person stuff is the best. So thank you for coming <laughs> and being our first. You popped our retreat boat. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 2020, we're thinking two retreats. Two retreats. Apparently one with kids, like a full family thing. I think yeah. would be great. And then... I, I do like the idea of another one, one a year with just moms. Yeah. Or just not, I think just that's women. important too. Yeah. That's important. You know, mom. And then the boxes. Boxes. Can... So we've talked about like mama boxes and it, the concept is out there, but I feel like for, we could put a really unique spin on it, but like, you know, something, what do you get a mom who's had a baby or a miscarriage or adopted? You know, there's all sorts of ways that like people become mothers mm-hmm. And like having a resource for that, mm-hmm. I think is really important to us because we get asked a lot, like, what do I send? Like, what do I give or what should I do? And so, and then we have all these connections with other yeah. women who've been through it and in it, they can help us create the box and really like speak to what should be in it. So we'll use like Sadell and Kirsten and all everybody, moms yeah. and people who've had friends, who've had friends who've had babies and they didn't know what to give, but then they figured it out. Yeah. Probably wine and chocolate and sex toys. Shabaya, shibshire. That'll be your. Like, you have a whole <laughs> curated box, and I'll have a just curated <laughs> box. Most <laughs> part of sex toys. Um, yes. <laughs> like we just see, like this is not going to stop, and so like just kind of put a bow on that question. Like I really think, like the sky's the limit, but just growing and then creating more resources and more solutions. Like I'm always like yeah. solution oriented. Value. Like, yeah. About yes. adding value. Yeah. So what do you guys want to see? Yeah. I was going to say name a guest or two though, that you haven't been able to get on the show yet. And like what subject area or topic area there. Haven't been able to, or, or haven't maybe scheduled and haven't yeah. recorded it. Well, looking forward like, to both, maybe eager to convince to come onto the show, like subject or matter, topic that you're excited to talk about. Maybe. There's so many. I would like to see more non-traditional family stories. So I've got a podcast set up with a gentleman who he's a, he's transgender, so he he converted from female to male, but he got pregnant with his mm-hmm. partner. So I think it was. I'm not sure how the pregnancy came to be. But he was, he's a man and he was pregnant. So he had a pregnant belly, but like facial hair and he's got a husband and they have already have two kids. So he's going to come on and tell his story, not only about like being a, like a man who's pregnant, but also about raising a family with a, with a husband, like two males in a, so I think more of that, more diversity of story, color, perspective. I think I want to make this as inclusive as possible. That's huge for me. I think like specific stories or people. I don't have anyone that I wanted to come on that. I really just honoring, like, as my interests grow and, like, the things that I'm passionate about, like, as my motherhood, just as a person, not even as a mother, but, like, whatever piques my interest, like, I want to go that direction because I really feel like I have all the time in the world to explore any and every topic that, like, I feel will be valuable. And then what we want to hear from our listeners, too, like, what do you guys want to hear What do you guys want to hear about? I have to say, the episode with... Laura Bryden. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, really got me going. Mm-hmm. I, like, tell everyone about her book. The Period Repair Man. <laughs> I'm like, so you good. need to read this because, like, people all the time will say, like, I don't want to take this or I don't want to do that. And I'm always like, read our book. And mm-hmm. That's a good I one. Feel like, that's, like, I really love empowerment. Like, empowerment. Our, our periods are magic. I love cycle syncing. That's a topic I'm mm-hmm. really into I right now. That. So we have an episode on it, but, like, that was, like, the basic. I really wanted Kate Northrup from Do Less to come on and she was going to, but she had to cancel 
which is really sad. Um, there's still time. <laughs> uh, there's still time. But I really love that concept because I feel like we, okay, we're going to get a little deep here, but as women, we're kind of living in this world that is structured according to like the cycle of a man. Men have, men have cycles, but they're 20, they're 24 hours and they start all over again. And it's really cool to me to know that like, I've always been like anti-period. Like I don't like it. It's an inconvenience. I don't want to talk about it. Like it's just totally something that I did not embrace. And now learning that like I have as a woman, like really unique strengths that come with the fact that I have a cycle and I have certain things that I can do really well during these times and like learning about that and like learning that I don't have to work myself to the bone like 24 seven and kind of allow for rest and periods of like growth and introspection. That's all built into like our, like the way we function as women. Our power uh, source. Yeah. It's really powerful. So like, I'm really intrigued by that. So you might see some more episodes with like periods and like we've done the fifth vital sign. Mm-hmm. That was a really cool episode mm-hmm. and like all of that stuff. So was that interesting? Like, is that something you guys are aware <laughs> of or is it like, New to you. Yeah. Yeah. Aware of it because of you. Okay. Cool. That's awesome. I'm definitely, like, I'm into it. And I get mine back, I want to do a whole episode. But, like, that's the cool thing is, like, you can actually sync (laughs) with the moon. With the moon. And use it to, like, get back to (laughs) the moon. It's like number three or four. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, anyways, I'm I'm into it. Cool. I know. Do you guys want more parenting things? Do you guys want more like health stuff? Do I mean, you my have world any? Is, like so, I'm like homeschool, so I feel homeschool. like oh, oh I'm very cool into that. We should have, have you on talk about your. I mean, your I'm so and... new, but yeah. <laughs> to homeschool, but some way. I want to explore the different educational uh-huh. options. Yeah, yeah. 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 that's hard. Like having a Montessori yeah. expert on, yeah. or like a Waldorf, yeah. or a homeschool, or a public like educator. Yeah, or like a homeschool hybrid. Like, there's just so many options and so many takes, and I think it would be cool. And also to speak to people that have been homeschooled because like mm-hmm. as a homeschool parent I'm always curious like mm-hmm. how this is going to turn out <laughs> <laughs> we're rolling the dice here so I and maybe like also cool. we want a request for like step parents mm-hmm. um, oh yeah interesting mm-hmm. one blended family and I think we got a lot of feedback from Julie yeah this episode like not wanting a kid and yeah awesome. even people who are like obviously like have kids or like think they want to have kids listen to the episodes it's like this is really helpful perspective mm-hmm. So I think that's really the goal is like, and again, this kind of goes back to Enneagram. Like we go through life in a certain way with certain beliefs and values and we can be really like, that can really skew our perspective on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And like our whole goal is to just let like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, expose people Mm -hmm. to the variety of ways to live and like, it's all good and it's all fine. And like, and the cool thing about that too, is the ripple effect of like, if we're exposing parents or people who love parents and people who have kids, like they are raising the next generation Mm -hmm. so we can help people be more open-minded and expose them to things that might make them uncomfortable. And they're going to be that much more open to whatever their kid's going to do to make them uncomfortable. Yeah. And like just the open-mindedness and the, the space, you know, held for differences. I think it's everything. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that was a solid Is that hour. good? Yeah. What time is it? I don't know. 1977.4. 7.48. It's not 7.48. 5.48. Maybe one more question. Anybody have... It does not have to be like super deep. No, <laughs> ideally it's not. It's not much time. <laughs> 
So I've thought about like doing something like this and just not really where my headspace is at. But one struggle that I had in my mind is just the presence of social media mm-hmm. to grow this. And um, particularly with my little one around, like I don't want her seeing me stuck with my face in my phone all the time. Mm-hmm. And I know you guys have talked about like unplugging and taking time and making space for your family. But like, how do you feel like that plays into your lives and like controlling that? like urge to always be like on social media, like promoting the podcast and your business and growing your business just seems like such a struggle for me. Mm -hmm. I would say really think about it before you decide. Mm -hmm. It's, it's been an amazing experience, but it's not something that I figured out and probably will struggle with. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to build more. I was talking to Jess about this, like focus more on newsletter website. Once that might, I have a new website launching, and spending a little bit more, t- more time on those things and guiding people there so I can slowly, like, not pull away, but kind of pull away. When it comes to Evie specifically, I'm very open with her. And she knows that my... The food's here! <laughs> she knows that when I look at my phone, it's a tool that I use for work. So I try to be very clear with her that, like, my phone is a work tool. And I also tr- really try to keep it... There's obviously times I'm on it because you guys see her on there, right? But I also try, if I snag photos and whatnot... Very rarely am I posting in the moment. So I take pictures and then when I'm like in a in space where I'm not with her again, like anymore, if we're like driving, I'm in the front seat, then I'll post then or after the fact, but by no means I have it figured out. And I also don't trust that social media is going to be around forever. Mm-hmm. So it's not something that I'm trying to invest so much of myself in that I feel like I, I just don't want to turn into something that I'm putting a bunch of energy in and then it turns into like Facebook where everything's paid and you don't know who's seeing it and... It's a weird, just a weird tool. So, and I, I would also say like, it's designed to be addictive. Uh-huh. And so it's like, well, you can have the best intentions of boundaries and like, I'm only going to do this, but like the lines are so blurred. Like, are you on there for work? And then you get sucked into this rabbit hole of like, I'm mindlessly scrolling. It's so, it's just so intertwined. And like, like Laura said, I don't have all the answers figured out, but I think no. the first step is like, I'm very aware that like, this could be a real, like a problem. And so it's really just trying to have like limits and like, I'm an obliger. And so I need my husband to be like, Hey, you've been on your phone a little bit. Like, can you come back and join us? And for me, that's really helpful because again, it's like addictive. I can go on it and like, not even realize like what I'm doing, but I do have to be very mindful, try and have it not with me when the kids are, there present like I'm trying to it's like single tasking essentially but it's hard it's really hard I have to put screen time limits on my phone I found a way around that girl yeah, I, I told my time husband. limits I still figure it yeah, out but <laughs> has the password, not me. oh that's good oh, that's <laughs> cool oh that is so good yeah I go through seasons too right lately I just have not been scrolling mm-hmm. and I know that that's not necessarily a lot of like give and take, you know, but I don't have the capacity right now with the transition we're in, like what the transition we're in and like mentally, emotionally I share and then I answer DMs, but I'm not, I just, I'm not scrolling. I'm not watching stories. I just don't, I can't. Um, so when I'm on there, I'm on there and I post and then I turn them off or I put it away. I would say, I think it, I, and obviously there's a lot of good that can come from like choosing to engage in social media. Cause we have a community of people mm-hmm. here that are like never would have met otherwise probably, but I would just like know yourself. Yeah. Like know yourself and be aware. I've already decided it's not for me. So <laughs> <laughs> it's a good question. Though. I would say if you want to engage with,
with me specifically is shoot me a message or yeah. like comment Same. on something because that's what I'm engaging with. I'm just, I yeah. cannot, I can't scroll. Yeah. I just can't. So. It's good stuff. Anybody else have any other questions? Do. Yes, do it. Or just text. You both have been <laughs> so open in several episodes, but how do you, I guess, how do you balance or decide how open and vulnerable you're going to be with each of your stories? Like with certain guests you've had on, it can maybe trigger some past you know, experiences you may have and whether it's wanting to get deeper into that conversation with the guest or just exploring that and just talking it through and then knowing that you are live to so many people in a recording. How do you, we both talked about how the podcast for me feels yeah. like something I could share anything about myself. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, people are taking time an hour out of their day every week to listen to us talk. That's not some like, I'm not worried about trolls or people who mm-hmm. don't care or people who, you know, everyone who comes to listen, I think is vulnerable in a way, just like opening up their heart to hear. Mm-hmm. So I have no qualms. My only concern is my family. Like if Rusty's, I'm sometimes considering him because a lot of my stories overlapping with his. So that was going to be my fault. So when any of your experiences that may be sensitive involve someone else who could be listening or, you know, Mm -hmm. someone listening does know them. And then, you know, how do you decide how to share, not to share? You know, there's a part of my story that I've never shared. I don't even know. I I think I've told you. Anyways, I have like some pretty traumatic stuff that's happened Mm -hmm. in my family, like Mm -hmm. unit. And I've never talked about it because I don't feel like it's fully my story to share or like, yeah, it's like my place to share because it really heavily is what happened to me and not what I did, which was the actions of someone else. And so I just keep that close until it feels like it's okay. Mm-hmm. And I don't know when that will be or if it ever will it's be. It's very rarely premeditated what we share. Yeah. And most of the time it's like, I don't think about there's like, you know, thousands of people listening. It's more just like, I truly am just like having a conversation with this person. And so if I feel safe mm-hmm. to share in that moment, I will, but like, I never actually think about, Oh, there's some people are going to be listening to this. Like, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't say anything. And I think that's because of the space that's there and the people that are listening. We've never gotten anything but positive feedback, mm-hmm. even on social media. Like I've the, the eyebrows, I mean, eyebrows, dick pic. So for the most part, someone attacked me and said, like, I think I'm special because I put my kid in the cold in a van. <laughs> Something along those lines. Oh, oh I weird. wanted to just like, <laughs> freak in. And someone about me nursing her when I was class. <laughs> but, I mean, for the most part, we we felt very safe. And there, I, there again, there are things, like, about Evie's, like, health history and just, like, little things that we don't, it's not my story to share necessarily. There's very little that I would share one-on-one mm-hmm. with the right people. Yeah. But in this space. It, which I think one thing I have to, I have to remind myself all the time. Cause I am, I like verbally vomit. I will share almost anything, but I have to remember that it's not all just my story. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what it comes down to. Do but your husbands listen or any like close family. My husband does not listen. My husband listens to a lot of podcasts, but he never listens to ours. But I, like, I talk to him every single yeah. day. My husband knows <laughs> what I'm doing on a daily basis. And also, as a byproduct, knows what you're doing because <laughs> I'm like constantly filling him in. So it's Same. all an hour he's gonna spend. Yeah, I don't think any of my family listens. I don't know. My mother-in-law might, but I have nothing bad to say about her. Hey, yeah. hi, Jeannie. <laughs> she drives a lot. My mom does follow my Instagram though. I do. So I have. To, I mean, not that I've ever. My mom was like, "So how many people do you have coming to Ojai?" <laughs> like that's wrong. <laughs> 
That's not how this is working. It's a retreat, oh. LA. Such a good question. That's actually making my my wheels spin a little bit. It's a good question. Have you guys ever thought about having your parent like your mom's on or <laughs> I yes, think we'd both like be wanted to have our mother-in-laws. Yeah, <laughs> mother-in-laws or Maybe mother-in-laws. I would have my mom on. It I would just be very think, I think that it's really... <laughs> I hating it. <laughs> I, asked, I will say this. Sorry if, you sh- if you're listening, but I don't think she is. I asked her when I was pregnant, what was, what was the highlight of your birth experience with me? She said she got the epidural. <laughs> I was like... <gasps> Okay, <laughs> so she blames me for being posterior still to yeah. this day, which is fine. It's cool. Anyways, Aww. I know. I, I would her. not have my but mom on just because I feel like my, oh, we will. My mom would have a lot of work to do. Yeah, one on one without an audience of thousands. <laughs> yeah. Let's just leave say that. I don't. Yeah, we'll we'll have one on one conversation. I respect that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I just was curious I, because I think that having like. I don't know, having older women Mm -hmm. and moms and grandmas, Mm. those are really important stories, Mm. so. And I really respect my mom and my grandmas, so. That's amazing. Yeah, my mother-in-law. Yeah. I feel like we both have not bad, like, experience with our moms, but, like, challenge it tough. They're tough. Mm -hmm. And, like, I respect and honestly kind of envious of seeing, like, People that have a really strong, mm-hmm. solid, like, influence with, like, a, a mother figure in their life. And mm-hmm. um, I think that's important. We don't talk about it enough. Mm-hmm. I was telling somebody that earlier that, like, I was reading this, I think, or Tim regurgitated it to, to me because he read it. But it was, like, we're one of the first generations that learn about parenting by seeking, like, books and podcasts and the Internet. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, before, it was it's tr- it was a tradition. It's, like, you learn it, like, from the generation before you. And so it's kind of somewhere along the way, like, mm-hmm. we've started not really trusting, like, what our parents have done mm-hmm. and doing it differently for better or worse because, obviously, there's good and bad things about both sides, but it's just interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting. That's a good question. Well, on the flip side of that, and I feel like this is a rhetorical question, do you hope that Evie and Camille will listen <gasps> one day? To our podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I hope so. I'm so, so proud of this. I think it's incredible <laughs> to think that once they're at this point in their life, they'll yeah. be able to listen back, reflect mm-hmm. back to their birth stories. And they're going to be like, oh, it's special. Right? It's like they're really down. What are they going to have then? It's going to be like a chip in the brain. (laughs) Like having to get a cassette player to whatever it's going to be to play it. My Madonna tape. (laughs) Ace of base for me. Jackson. So good. I feel like that's a great place. Yeah. It's a good place. If you're listening in 20 years, (laughs) I love you. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. It's been amazing. And we're going to go eat food and drink more wine and have a good time. I'm going to adjust this trampoline too. Oh my God. I thought you forgot about that. Yay. You guys say bye. Say bye to the bye. I don't know what to say. Thanks for listening to our podcast. See you next time. Thanks for listening to our podcast. See you next time. Mm